0: Here's another study from Calvary Chapel, Rochester. Genesis chapter 5. Let me begin with uh, verse 1 here. Uh, you know, I want to just mention but the beginning, right before we went into worship, that, you know, this is a genealogy, and, you know, we're going through a list of Hebrew names and stuff, um, but there really is some really, I think, some really neat things that I want to point out and want to look at. Um, I'm going to be referring to a guy by the name of Chuck Missler. Um, Chuck Missler, some of you, many of you probably heard of him, maybe some of you haven't, but he wrote a book called um, Cosmic Codes, um, and it really talks about hidden stuff in the Bible that uh, some of it's just really amazing. Well, he deals a lot with this particular chapter, and uh, uh, I'll explain it as we go through it, but... uh, I'm going to be referring to him a few times. And so um, if you hear me say Missler or Chuck Missler, that's that's who I'm referring to. But let's begin here with uh, chapter 5, verse 1. <clears throat> Hang on a second. There we go. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. In the day that God created man, he made him in the likeness of... Of God. Now, this is the second time that that word genealogy is mentioned in the book of Genesis. The first one was back in chapter 2, verse 4, and that was the genealogy of the heavens and the earth when they were created. And uh, if you think about it, uh, nobody was around for that, right? So God would have had to have communicated that uh, to Adam. He was the only one that would have had knowledge and would have told Adam about it. As far as mankind goes, though... uh, only Adam and Eve would have knowledge, well, of course, God, but as far as mankind, only Adam and Eve would have knowledge about what happened in chapters 2, 3, and 4, which we had just finished covering it. And what's interesting is it's reasonable, it's reasonable to assume that Adam wrote this history down in a book. And passed it on down to his posterity. Um, That first sentence there uh, in chapter uh, 5, verse 1, is really a conclusion of the preceding chapters. This is the book of the genealogy of Adam. And what What I believe, what people believe is that Moses probably had all these different books, these different genealogies, because there's several of them mentioned in the book of Genesis, and compiled them together, edited them, and created the book of Genesis, wrote the book of Genesis. Um, And so, you know, it's interesting to me that writing in books or, you know, scrolls, whatever it was that they wrote on, um, was... Goes all the way back to Adam, and some people say, "Well, I don't know if that's the case." You know, um, maybe Adam just verbally passed on this information on down, and then Moses finally, you know, wrote it down. Um, even if it was not written by Mo- Adam himself, at least these first few chapters. When we as we go through this genealogy, it's fascinating to me. Adam lived nine hundred and thirty-two years. And so he would have had a lot of years to pass this information to verbally communicate on, on uh, down. So either way, the record that you and, have, you and I have is an accurate, accurate accounting. So verse 2. He created them male and female and blessed them and called them mankind in the day that they were created. Now, if you have a King James Version Bible, it says that, they, that he called their name Adam. Well, he's speaking about Adam and Eve. Um, that was Adam's proper name, Adam. But the name Adam itself means man. And so uh, it, the, I think the New King James uh, Version, in my opinion anyways, rightly translates this as mankind. So it's just man in general. Um, however, it's important to remember as we go through this study the names, the meaning of these names. And so, Adam's name means man or mankind. Verse three: and Adam lived one hundred and thirty years and begot a son in his own image, after his uh, in his own likeness. Excuse me, after his image and named him Seth. And he begot Seth in the days. Uh, Excuse me, after he begot Seth, the days of Adam were 800 years, and he had sons and daughters. Verse 5 So all the days that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. Uh, as we go through this chapter, the rest of this chapter kind of follows that same three-verse format till we get towards the end uh, for each of Adam's descendants down to Noda. You know, we're told um, how old they lived, how, what age they were when they had children, how many years they lived beyond, and, and their total lifespan. Um, and uh, it's, we're told here uh, that Adam and Eve had other children, uh, sons and daughters, and presumably if adam lived 932 years he had a lot of time to have a lot of children and it's possible and probably even probable that adam and eve even had children before seth during that 130 years before seth was born well why is seth in particular uh, particular mentioned and the others aren't well because the savior descends through seth's genealogy through seth's through seth's line here and uh, we were told earlier in the beginning there of chapter 5 that man was created in God's image. And notice now here that Adam begets Seth after his image. Seth probably more than likely looked like Adam and Eve, but uh, there was that DNA, you know, there's, that, there's the genes and everything. But unfortunately, there's another aspect to that, and that is the sin nature that Adam uh, passed on down to his children that was passed down to their children and is passed down to you and I. Um, the sin nature, that image is what we all um, unfortunately were created in Adam's image. Excuse me, we were born into Adam's image. Well, going on from here, um, there's a guy by the name of Archbishop Usher and he and a group of theologians back in 1630 Um, They performed some calculations, and they created a study that said, and they came up with these dates, that the creation of Adam uh, occurred in 4004 B.C., and that he lived until 3074 B.C. Now, I was really excited about getting to this chapter myself because uh, a while back, I just was going through this chapter, and I was just really wanting to study it and understand it and, and dig in, and, and somehow I came up with 4,000 B.C., uh, and that Adam lived until 3074 B.C. Now, um, I, I, it's in my notes, and I went back. I'm like, how did I come up with those numbers? And I'm going through looking at all this stuff, and to be honest with you, I don't know how I came up with those numbers, but I don't feel too bad because I'm only four years off from Archbishop Usher, so i um, as I go through these, I'm going to actually mention years. And uh, whether they're accurate or not, um, I, the the, dist- the gap between the years, I think, is the important thing. The, it just kind of gives you a mental picture. Um, so I'm going to mention years, uh, realize it may not be 100% accurate, um, give or take a few years, whatever it is. Um, but Or it could even be more than that. But in any event, you can even say oh, it was 10,000 years ago. Okay, well, 10,000 years, and you just subtract the ages that you get in here, and you come up with some dates. So, but I'm going to throw in the dates that I have in my notes. So with that, um, if Adam and Eve had Seth, and they, again, it says that Adam was 130 years old, but again, Eve was created on the same day. So uh, if Adam and Eve had Seth when they were 130 years old, then Seth, according to my calculations, was born in 3870 B.C., and uh verse four tells us that they had other sons and daughters so who are the other sons and daughters well we know there was cain right he was the firstborn then there was abel and then there was seth and and the bible says they had other sons so there was at least two more sons right uh, and daughters plural so there was at least two more two daughters so that's a total of minimum of seven children And my guess is they were fruitful and multiplied for many, many years, hundreds of years. And so it was probably much more than that. Um, So let's look at the name Seth. Seth's name means placed. It can mean put or granted or even compensated. And it comes from a root word that is sheath. And that word means appoint or appointed. And if you look back in Genesis 4.25, remember when Seth was born, Eve said, named him Seth and said, for God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel whom Cain killed. And so, of course, she's, she's looking forward to that promised seed that would be the deliverer. Um, well, verse 5 of chapter 5 tells us that Adam lived 930 years and he died. Um, and so here, uh, okay, verse 6. <laughs> Turn in your Bibles to verse 6 here. Seth lived 105 years and begot Enosh. After he begot Enosh, Seth lived 807 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. So Seth was 105 years old when he had Enosh. So Enosh, again, throwing in my numbers there, my dates, Enosh would have been born in 3765 B.C. And uh, it says that after Enosh, Seth lived 807 more years. And again, he had other sons and daughters. And so Seth lived to 912 years old. And so he died in 2958 B.C. And uh, what's interesting, when Enosh was born... Adam was still alive, okay? Now, the name Enosh, it's the same Hebrew word that means mortal. The word Enos, um, as it's spelled there in the screen, on the, as you're looking up there, it often occurs in passages emphasizing man's frailty. So going on here in verse 9, Enosh lived 90 years and begot Canaan, After he begot Canaan, Canaan, excuse me, Enosh lived 815 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enosh were 905 years and he died. So Enosh... Again, he was 90 years old, and he had Canaan. So Canaan was born, again, throwing in my numbers, he was born in 3675. And after Canaan was born, we're told that Enosh lived 815 more years, and he also had sons and daughters. And so Enosh lived to 905. Uh, He lived 905 years old total, and so he would have died then in 2860 B.C., so <clears throat> Enosh was 90 years old and had Canaan. And Canaan was born in 3675 B.C. And uh, so after Canaan was born, we're told that Enosh lived... Uh, oh, I already said that already. Okay, so he, he lived uh, 905 years. Now, it's interesting, when Canaan was born, Seth was still alive. That would have been his, what, his great-grandfather, um, or his grandfather, I guess it would have been, and Adam his great grandfather was still alive when Canaan was born. now when we get into the name of Canaan it 's kind of interesting because the etymology of the name Canaan is a little bit obscure, and uh, this now this is where I 'm going to refer to Chuck missler according to Chuck missler, Canaan can also be Keenan as it's spelled there on your screen and uh, Keenan has been translated Canaan now Canaan uh, means nest um, but Missler, Chuck Missler says it can also, if you, if you look at Keenan it can also mean sorrow, dirge, or elegy. And uh, so, okay, so I'm reading this book, and it says, you know, Canaan's name, it's Canaan, it's and it, it means sorrow, and I'm like, okay, but I look at my Bible dictionary, and it says Canaan, and it means nest, well, you know, who's right? Am I, am I just going to follow some guy in some book? And so I don't like to do that because I don't want to present you with stuff and just present it as gospel, and maybe it's true, maybe it's not, I don't know. So I did some digging around. In fact, I spent a lot of time doing some digging around, and uh, I don't have a whole lot of Hebrew Books available to me, but I have the internet, and so I did some digging around, and I, lo and behold, I came to a website. It's a Hebrew names website, and it goes through all the names of the Bible, and it it talks about the etymology in there. And uh, if you're interested, I can give you the website um, later on. But basically, they back up what Chuck Missler said. They said that this name Kenan can mean to chant a dirge to chant or to wail or to lament. So basically, it's, it's kind of the same thing as what Chuck Missler was saying. So going on to verse 12. Canaan lived 70 years. I'm going to pronounce it Canaan just because that's the way it's spelled here. Canaan lived 70 years and begot Mahalalel. After he begot Mahalalel, Canaan lived 840 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Canaan were 910 years and he died. So Canaan was 70 years old. He had Mahalalel. So Mahalalel was born, would have been born again, plugging in my numbers, in 3605 B.C. And after Mahalalel, Canaan lived 840 more years. We're told and he had other sons and daughters. So Canaan lived to 900, or lived 910 years, so he would have died in 2765 B.C. So when Mahalalel was born... You look at the dates, and you can it's, do it yourself. Write it out in a piece of paper. Take out the dates, the how long each person lived, and you can kind of make your own graph, basically, which is really what I did here. When Mahalalel was born, Enosh was still alive, Seth was still alive, and Adam was still alive. Now, Mahalalel, the name itself, it comes from two words. If you recognize the L in the back of the name, that, that's a name for God. That's why, you know, Daniel, and there's all these different names in the Bible that have L, it's, it refers to God. So that's the first word that it comes from. The second is halal, and it means to praise, or praiseworthy, or to be praised. So in other words, the name means the God who is praiseworthy. Chuck Missler calls him the blessed God, which I, you know, I think you go either way with that. Um, verse 15, Mahalalel lived 65 years and begot Jared. After he begot Jared, Mahalalel lived 830 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. So Mahalalel, man, he was just a kid when he had his son. Think about it, he's only 65 years old compared to all these other guys, man, just a punk. (laughs) Children raising children, 65 years old, in that economy anyways. Uh, So when... Jared was born would have been 3540 B.C., and Mahalalel lived to 895, and so he would have died in 2710 B.C. So now, when Jared was born, Canaan was still alive, Enosh was still alive, Seth was still alive, and Adam was still alive. What does Jared's name mean? Jared's name means descent. It means to come. Fr- it comes from the root word meaning to go down. Um, and again, Chuck Missler says it, it's shall go down. Uh, but it's basically what it means. Verse 18 Jared, Jared lived 162 years and begot Enoch. After he begot Enoch, Jared lived 800 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Jared were 962 years and he died. So Jared, again, 162 years old, he has Enoch. He's a little bit more mature of a man there. Um, And Enoch was born, would have been born then in 3378. And uh, so then Jared lived to 962 years, we're told, or he lived a total of 962 years, so he would have died in 2578 B.C. So now, when Enoch was born, Mahalalel was still alive. Canaan was still alive. Enosh was still alive. Seth was still alive. Adam was still alive. Interesting, we're not told when Eve passed away, so we have no idea how old she was, um, but Adam was still alive at this point. So what does Enoch's name mean? It means to train, to to dedicate, or to inaugurate, uh, or it can mean teaching. Verse 21, Enoch lived 65 years and begot Methuselah, After he begot Methuselah, Enoch walked with God 300 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Enoch were 365 years, and Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. So it's interesting, uh, Enoch was 65 years old when he had Methuselah, so uh, Methuselah would have been born in 3313 B.C., and uh, when Methuselah was born... Again, looking at those dates of those, the, the, how long people lived. Jared was still alive. Mahalala was still alive. Canaan was still alive. Enoch was still alive. Seth was still alive, and Adam was still alive when Enoch was alive. When Enoch was born, um, so this is a little bit different when we get to to Enoch. the, 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 the something changes here. We're told after Methuselah was born. Enoch walked with God 300 more years and had sons with, and daughters. Now, how do you interpret that? Does that mean that Enoch, you know, he wasn't walking with God, and then when he had a son, all of a sudden he got serious, and now it's like he, his relationship developed with the Lord. It's, it could mean that. Um, but it's interesting. After Methuselah was born, Enoch walked with God. And it's, we're told here that Enoch walked with God, and he was not. For God took him. What does that mean? That means that Enoch didn't die. Enoch is only one of two people in the Bible that did not die. One, one, of course, being Enoch. The other one been Elijah. What is Enoch? Enoch is a picture of the church. He's removed from the earth prior to God's judgment, and uh, there is a generation we're told in the Bible that will not taste death, but will be raptured. Uh, and it could be you and I here sitting here today. It could be this generation, in fact, you look around at the world and the signs there 's nothing preventing the return of Jesus Christ for his turn for his church uh, prophetically there 's nothing standing in the way, so it could happen any time. You might say, well, wait a minute, if enoch's a picture of the church." what about Noah? I mean, Noah was, you know, there's so much symbolism in, in Noah and his family, and they go through the flood. And, and, and some people say, well, isn't that a picture of Christians going through God's, you know, going through the great tribulation? Listen, Enoch is a picture of the church. Noah is a picture of the Jews of the Jews who, the remnant in the last days who will be brought through the great tribulation and they're going to be supernaturally preserved through that time of God's wrath against a Christ-rejecting world. So we have, we have different groups of people there. We have, we have Enoch who's, you say, well, he's one person. Well, he's the bride of Christ. He's a picture of the bride of Christ. Um, and so there's this one generation that's going to be taken from the earth, the church. There's another generation that's going to be preserved through uh, the great tribulation. And that's the, the remnant of the Jews that are alive during that time. And then there's one other generator. There's one other group of people, and those that are gonna that that are gonna be judged because they've rejected God, because they've rejected Jesus Christ. Now, there's other scriptures that talks about Enoch, because he's mentioned in more than one place in the Bible. And in Hebrews 11 verse five, it says, "By faith, Enoch was taken away, so that he did not see death." and was not found because God had taken him for before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God we also have jude in his book in his letter he writes this he says now enoch the seventh from Adam prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. This is interesting because this is the very first prophecy recorded in the Bible. The, the, I mean, we have, a, we have this prophecy that Enoch spoke, the seventh generation from Adam, and he's prophesying about a group of people. And you know who he's prophesying about? You and I. We're in this prophecy because he's prophesying about the Lord returning with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all. What is he talking about? He's talking about after you and I, the church, were raptured into heaven. We're with Jesus Christ during that great tribulation. At the end of the tribulation, the battle of Armageddon, you and I, re return with Jesus Christ to, down to the earth. Uh, riding on horses, following our Savior, and then we're going to dwell with him on the earth for a thousand years as Jesus reigns uh, from Jerusalem in the millennium. So what do we know about Enoch? Well, he was obviously a prophet. He was a preacher of righteousness, and he was a godly man that pleased God. You think about it a prophet, a preacher, and a righteous man you know you'd think that he'd be like tucked away in some monastery somewhere, just being really holy by himself, but guess what he was a family man, he was just a dad, he was a father of children i mean you fathers you can be you can be using the gifts of prophecy you can be you can be uh, you know a preacher of righteousness, you can be a godly man and be a father you're not too busy to be that way. So it's just interesting to me. Well, what about Methuselah's name? Now, it's interesting. If you look in your Bible dictionaries or whatever, the name means the man of the missile. I'm like, what does that mean? Well, uh, again, going back to that website that I was looking at, uh, they talk about two roots to that name. And the one root means death and the other means to send or to let go, and in Chuck Missler's book, he says that it means his death shall bring, and uh, it's interesting, you know, names mean something in the Bible, and if, if, if Methuselah's name does in fact mean his death shall bring, it's very fascinating, because Methuselah died the year of the flood, he, li- he died the year of the flood, isn't that interesting, and it's very possible, in fact, probable that Enoch was given a revelation uh, from God that when that when Methuselah died, that that's when God's judgment would commence on the world. Can you imagine how Enoch and his wife would have responded when like little baby Methuselah, you know, running around and f- tripping, you know, be like, "Oh, don't," you know, because if he dies, man, judgment's coming. Um, you know, Methuselah saying, "Hey, Dad." can I go play outside? And he's like, no way, (laughs) just stay there, (laughs) stay in the tent, you know, you just stay there, you know, or he sneezes and, you know, his, his, uh, you know, Enoch's wife is, man, call the doctor, you know, Methuselah just sneezed because they, you know, once his death, uh, once he died, judgment would come and which is what actually in fact happened. Well, what's interesting to me, we know that Methuselah was the oldest man that lived, right? He's the oldest one that's recorded, that's lived. Uh, And if his death signaled God's judgment in the flood, and we know that he's the oldest man that ever lived, to me that's very interesting because that shows how long-suffering God is and how patient God is. That God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, sometimes, and and, you know, when I was younger as a Christian, I used to, You know, I I mean, I knew that Jesus was returning. I wanted to have, you know, I was excited about eternal life. But to be honest with you, I wasn't like, Lord, come today. Because, man, I was living life. I didn't have aches and pains. You know, things were going good. You know, just married and, you know, love my wife. And it's like, I'm not quite ready to go yet. But, you know, the older I get like yesterday in particular, and like, Lord, take me now. <laughs> I'm ready to go, you know, because uh, the aches and the pains and the creaks and, you know, and it's just like, you know what? I've lived enough of this life that I could go to heaven anytime now. Lord, come for me. Uh, and some of you might feel like, it's like, Lord, why are you waiting? Why haven't you returned yet? And think about it. The Lord God is waiting for people to repent and come to come to Him. He's patient. He's so. I mean, if he came years before, maybe some of you may not even be here today because he might have came before you even had a chance to give your heart to Jesus Christ. So the Lord God's, you know, Methuselah, I think, is just such a picture of God's patient, loving kindness. Well, let's move on here. Verse 25. Methuselah lived 100, uh, 187 years and begot Lamech. And after he begot Lamech, Methuselah lived 782 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Methuselah were 969 years, and he died. So uh, when Methuselah was uh, 187 years old, he had Lamech. So, Lamech was born in 3126 BC. Again, plugging in the numbers that I have. Um, so, after Lamech, Methuselah lived, we're told here, 882 more years and had sons and daughters. So, he lived to 969. He's the oldest person that ever lived. And so, he died in 2344, uh, which was BC, which was the year of the flood, it, according to my numbers. Okay, my disclaimer there. Um, but think about this. Now, this isn't off. My dates might be off, but this isn't off. When Lamech was born, Enoch was still alive. The had, Lord hadn't taken him yet. Jared was still alive. Mahalalel was still alive. Canaan was still alive. I got it spelled wrong there. Enoch was still alive. Seth was still alive. And Adam was still alive. That's, that's Noah's father. Adam was still alive during that time. What does Lamech's name mean? This one is probably the most difficult. It's very obscure. In fact, it's so obscure, I went into the Brown uh, uh, Brown Driver Biggs uh, Hebrew Dictionary. It doesn't even address it, basically. But again, I went to this source, this website source. You, know, you can Google anything, but basically it means to be low or humiliate. It also could mean sinking down in iniquity and impoverished. And I thought about that. I thought, you know, if you're sinking down in iniquity, if you're low, you brought low and you're humiliated, if you're impoverished, then what Chuck Missler says, despairing, man, what a perfect name. What a perfect meaning for the name because we're despairing in our sin, right? We're despairing in our, in our, in, in our, in our low state. Um, it's like that song that we sing, you know, Jesus, only you can save me now. Man, I, I can't do it. I am just, I'm a rotten sinner, well, let's move on here. Verse 28. Lamech lived 182 years and had a son. And he called his name Noah, saying, This one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. After he begot Noah, Lamech lived 595 years and had sons and daughters. So all the days of Lamech were 777 years, and he died. Now, I don't know if 777 years, there's a significance to that. There probably is, so we can speculate, but I don't know. But Lamech was 182 years old when he had Noah. So Noah was born, again, with my numbers, 2944 B.C. And after Noah was born, Lamech lived 595 more years, Again, he had other sons and daughters. And so uh, Lamech lived 777 years, which would have meant that he would have died in 2349 B.C. So when Noah was born, Methuselah was still alive, but he died the year of the flood. Enoch, by that time, by the time Noah was born, he was not, for God had had taken him, so 69 years earlier. um, So he didn't die, but he was taken. Jared was still alive. Mahalalel was still alive. Canaan was still alive. Enosh was still alive. Seth had died 14 years earlier, and Adam had died 126 years earlier. But all those generations, Adam had been alive, and even Seth, his son, had been alive. It's fascinating. To me, it's, maybe you're not into that. It's, I'm, really, I'm like, this is fascinating stuff to me because of the implications of all of that. Can you imagine... Adam, you know, and, you know, they probably, you know, for you and I, if we make it to 100 years old, you know, we're, Praise the Lord we made it 100 years but you know we're in, we're probably not going to be in the best of shape but if Adam lived 932 years and we didn't they didn't have all the pollution they didn't have the 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 suns you know before the flood they didn't have all those harmful you know radiation and all that stuff coming through the atmosphere and all those things uh you know the the purity of the of the human gene you know all the DNA and all that stuff I think how healthy he was and these guys were smart. In fact, um, John and I were just talking about, can you imagine how wise after that many years he could be? You know, just the wisdom that would have accumulated. Can you imagine these descendants of Adam? They could go up to Adam and say, Adam, what was it like in the Garden of Eden? And Adam would just say, hey, let me tell you about it. Can you imagine that? And like I said last week, you know, Adam, he's watching, we, we looked at the generations of, of uh of Cain in, in chapter 4. And in that respect, you could just see Adam going, man, what did I do? I, the sin that I caused, man, look, look what it's done. Look how this human race has just gotten more wicked and more wicked and more wicked. But just to see there, and Adam and Eve were the only ones alive that would have known what it was like before sin was in the world. They were the only ones that knew what it was like to be in complete, pure, unhindered fellowship with the Father. Oh, just imagine, and he was able to pass that on to his children and their children and their children and their children, and their children for all these generations. To me, that's fascinating. Well, names, Noah's name, excuse me, means rest. And again, we had Enoch's prophecy, which was the very first prophet. Well, we have the Lord speaking to Eve in the Garden of Eden, but of humans, we have the first words of a prophet, Enoch, there that's recorded in Jude. And here in Genesis chapter 5, we have Lamech's, at least one of his prophecies. He said, this one will comfort us concerning our work and the toil of our hands because of the ground which the Lord has cursed. Verse 32, and Noah was 500 years old, and Noah begot Shem, Hem, and Japheth. Now, what, just kind of, maybe they were triplets. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. They were all born, were they all born in the same year or what? It's fascinating to me. Well, Noah was 500 years old, we're told, when he had Hem, Shem, and Japheth. So that would have been 2444 B.C., now we get into chapter 6, and, and, and further on we start studying the flood. We're going to find out that Noah was 600 years old when the flood began. Again, and I plug in my numbers, and I come up with 2344 B.C. Well, when the flood happened that year, 2344 B.C., Methuselah had died So by that time, Enosh had died, 2860 B.C., Canaan had died, 2765 B.C., Mahalalel had died, 2710 B.C., Jared had died, 2578 B.C., and Lamech had died, 2349 B.C., just five years before the flood. So all these righteous ones, these generations of Seth, by the time the flood had come, they had all passed away. So it was just Noah. That's why the Bible says Noah was the only righteous man on the earth. All of those had passed away by then. And so it was just Noah and his family on the earth. Now, looking at those names, and this is why I kind of spent some time bringing looking at these names, but Chuck Missler in his book says, you know, it's fascinating to him that God would have a hidden code uh, within even a genealogy in the Bible to prove the veracity of scriptures, to prove that this is God's word. It's a supernaturally, uh, you know, uh, written book. Well, the name Adam, you go down these names all the way to Noah, and you take their the meaning of their names, and this is what, and I'm, I pulled this straight out of his book, by the way, but it's man appointed mortal sorrow, the blessed God shall come down teaching, his death shall bring the despairing rest or comfort. Isn't that fascinating? It's in the Bible. The, the book that you and I guys re- read, it's not just some collection of people that, you know, fables and stuff. This is God's word. And there's so many things in here. And, of course, you could go, we could go sideways. I mean, we could really go off into the weeds and kind of just go, you know, look at the equal, equal distant lettering. And, you know, I mean, there's all these fascinating things in there. And there are some really interesting things. We could go really off sideways. but And I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to do that. The purpose in bringing this to you, though, is to encourage you that the Word of God that you're reading, it's God's Word, okay? I want to encourage you in that. And the other thing I want to encourage you with... You know, all these righteous people had passed away, and Noah was the only one, and his family. And, uh, you know, the Bible tells us in the last days that it's going to be like the days of Noah. And we'll can we can, we'll talk about that more as we get into chapter 6 and 7 and, and, and the, the, the chapters dealing with the flood. We'll look at that in, in more detail. But I believe that we're very close to the return of Jesus Christ for his church, which means... That we are living in the days of Noah, and you know, we look around and we can see it. We can see wickedness just growing and growing and growing. But there's God always has a remnant of people set aside, and you guys, church, you are that remnant. You and I are that remnant. We're set aside by the Lord um, to be that righteous testimony in the world. So I want to just encourage you with that. Um, You know, we've all, you know. Okay, I'm 55 years old today, and uh, so for some of you, I'm just a kid. For others, you're like, man, no wonder why he looks so old and stuff. He's an old fart, you know, and all this stuff. But, but uh, you know, we're all in this generation. We're all in this together. But, you know, we're all here. We're the generation today alive today that's why that's why I want to pray for these kids every Sunday it's like you know Lord they're the next generation of those that are that when you and I pass on if the Lord tarries you and I pass on they're the next generation that 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 the Lord is going to use to carry his message forward but while we're here we have that opportunity guys to be God's hands, his feet, to be his voice, to, to um, as it says in the Bible, to encourage people to repent and come to faith in Jesus Christ. So I want to encourage you in that. We're here for a purpose. Let's be about God's business. Let's be about his, especially as the times are growing short. Amen? All right, why don't you stand up and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, um, even going through a genealogy, Lord, which maybe could seem kind of mundane and it's like, where is he getting all these numbers from and everything? But Lord, to see your hand supernaturally that just you you directed all of this and lord it's just fascinating to me and it just encourages me that that your word is true and it's living and as the bible says it's it's active and sharper than any two-edged sword and lord we thank you for your word lord i pray that we we are all encouraged here this morning and lord i pray that uh Lord, as we go about our daily business, as we go about our week this week, Lord, I pray that, Lord, we would just have eternity printed on our hearts, Lord, that we would be mindful of the fact that, uh, Lord, we could be that generation that you, just like Enoch, was taken, uh, was was raptured out of, uh, out of here, Lord. And so may we be living... Uh, in light of that reality, Lord. And so I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you for each and every person here. I pray your blessing upon them. And it's in Jesus' name, amen.